Hey guys, we're back. We're back. Newly Meds is back. Welcome. How long has it been? I think I did a solo oh, yeah. episode like in August or September. Like after we Something moved. like that. After we moved. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I haven't done it in a while. I probably haven't done it since before we moved here. Yeah. So we're we're in Durham. We relocated from New York City to North Carolina. We are in the Triangle area now for Quinn to start his residency. So I guess since our last official podcast, yeah. right? <clears throat> you are in your fourth year of medical school. Yep. So I graduated. Um, people call me doctor now, which is really weird. Yeah. I'm not used to. Um, I'm six months into intern year, mm-hmm. and I'm still alive. I'm still kicking, so it's it's going okay. Yeah, you start to get a little antsy six months in because, like, you know, I'm I'm ready for radiology to start. I'm like, I well, know... tell tell the people what you're doing. Like, what what yeah, right, what are right. you in now? Like, what's the what's the plan? What does it look like? So, for a lot of specialties, you do one year as like your prelim year. Um, and they call it a prelim year. So you can do it in either uh, medicine, surgery. I think you can do pediatrics or do like what's called a transitional year, which is essentially a year where you go through a bunch of different specialties just to kind of see everything. Um, so I'm doing a medicine year, uh, which is just one year where I'm sort of treated like a medicine resident. You know, I rotate through all these different medicine specialties. I'm doing a lot of like patient interaction. I'm doing a lot of uh neurology funny enough i'm doing a lot of emergency department but i'm also getting a lot of just like regular medicine in there too like a typical hospital floor that you'd think of um and i do that for a full year before i start my radiology residency so that's sort of to get you prepped for like what does it look like to communicate with a team you know how do teams operate outside of radiology what information are they looking for when they order certain scans it kind of gives you like a framework um so i'm halfway through that yeah, and then you start <clears throat> what? After the when? first year. So then I start radiology after this year. So I'll be first-year radiologist, no idea what I'm doing. It's going to be like a lot of learning. It's going to be a lot of like on-the-job training. It's going to be a lot of... So you'll um, start radiology residency radiology for residency, four years. Right, for four years. And then after that... Then it's a one-year fellowship. Fellowship for yeah. whatever specialty for, you yeah. want to do in you radiology. You can do chest. You can do abdominal. You can do neuroradiology. They all have their different um, kind of focuses, and I'll I'll figure that out once I get to the end. So you don't know what specialty you want to do. Well, I'm interested in chest right now, but yeah. I also haven't done any radiology technically, so I'm trying to, you know, keep an open mind. Yeah. So that's what I've been up to. Yeah. What What about you? You've been well, busy. I have been um applying to NP school right now. So I'm applying to women's health NP programs that are MSN programs. Um I know that you can do like DNP and versus MSN, but for what I want to do in terms of practice, like MSN is fine for me. I know people are concerned about them converting all clinicians into needing to have a dnp but i think that's gonna be a ways off um yeah and i'm just happy to move on to the next step i think this is something that i've put off for a really long time yeah not put off but it just it was not right right. when we were living in new york city and things were so crazy 
um, and just recovering from, you know, working at the bedside and then having a few job changes and then trying to, you know, keep us afloat financially. So school just didn't really make sense. And yeah, I just, I'm so passionate about women's health and integrative women's health care. And I'm just really excited to start that. So it is um, January now when we're recording this, right. January 2024. And these programs wouldn't start until this summer in May or until n- this coming fall. Uh, so I have some time right. just <clears throat> in the application process now. I've submitted one application to the program that's my top choice. And then I have two other applications that will be submitted very shortly, just tying up loose ends right. with those. Right. It's exciting. Yeah. And I'm working in integrative medicine as an IV infusion nurse still. Um, I'm working three days a week right now. So we've been balancing that. Which is great. Like, you worked so hard in New York. Yeah. And as a med student, like. Like three jobs. I, I, you know, I can't contribute anything. You're, You're just like locked into school. Yeah. And it feels really good for me now to be working, to be making money, to be. Yeah like providing in a way that lets you now take a step back and focus on yourself, focus on MP school because the NP role is going to be perfect for you. Like I, you know, we talk individually, but I'm just very excited to see what that role looks like for you. The impact that you'll have on your patients, you know, just taking more of a, um, like a forefront role with a patient. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm truly passionate about. And I think I'm really intuitive when patients come in and I've really enjoyed being able to do IV infusion because I get to like sit down with them and like talk to them and like ask them what's going on. Like, why are they in to see me? I do wellness infusions, so they're not like pharmacological based IVs, but they're more like nutrients, hydration. We see a patient's, we see a lot of patients with, you know, chronic chronic autoimmune conditions, chronic viral conditions like EBV or, um, you know, Lyme disease, that type of thing. Right. Um, so I get to sit down with them and talk with them. And I find this common thread with a lot of women is like, they're just missing. Um, we're missing the mark when it comes to women's health care, right. because the solutions I feel are so oversimplified. And I've said that time and time again, that not everyone is going to thrive on hormonal birth control right. or surgery. Right. And I believe that we can do so much more in terms of women's health optimization and wellness mm. rather than those two options and IUDs. Right. Like right. there's just so much more we can do to balance your hormones, to treat your endometriosis, your, you know, per- perimenopause, menopause. Right. There's just so much we can do. Right. And that's where I want to be. And I want to incorporate the energetic healing side and the trauma-informed side. Right, right. Because so many practitioners just miss that. And the more patients that I, I see and I take care of and I talk to just when I'm giving them injections or helping to walk through their supplement protocol with them in the office, right. I just see that we are so affected by our emotional trauma. Mm. And our energy, and it can make us physically ill if it's not dealt with, and right. it has to be a part of the treatment protocol. Right. Right. And having a, a practitioner who is aware of that and can even help you with certain treatment modalities, whether that's EFT tapping, tapping, 
or you know reiki or emotion body code which are other forms of like trauma healing um or even as aware of like breath work protocols and vagal nerve protocols Mm. like that type of thing like it's such an integral part it can't be missed like there's so much sexual and reproductive dysfunction that is tied to trauma um that it's just it's it's integral yeah. I know it was kind of a tangent, but no, that's great. Yeah. I just, I'm so excited to finally get started with that next yeah. step because I feel like I have so many, I have so many big visions like for us collectively, yeah. Yeah. but just for my career and, um, it's felt like this has just been on hold for a while, yeah. but everything happens at the perfect time. Right. And so I don't feel like I'm late or anything like that right. when it comes to this. I think that. You know, I've developed into such a great listener through my time as a nurse. Mm. And the curiosity has been building. And yeah. I just know that. And I've been able to, you know, learn from other practitioners that right. are in the roles that I want to be. I'm very right. grateful to have that exposure to work with integrative medicine doctors and upper level providers. Um, so I kind of <clears throat> understand the back end of the business. Right. And the back end of how to navigate healthcare, how to put in orders properly, you know, how to send in pharmaceutical prescriptions so they don't come back because they're written right the first time. They don't need clarification from the pharmacy, how to do prior authorizations, how to manage portal communication with patients, what is, you know, worthy of portal communication versus in-face, like you need a visit to answer this question. Those types of things that I've gotten exposure to, I think those are going to be so helpful for when I do become a clinician and transfer into that role. Yeah. So. I think yeah. it's a good reminder to people that are in a transitional <laughs> phase of their life. I mean, I feel like in medicine, like 90% of it's transitional. Like 90% of it is you like, okay, I'm in this role, but I'm waiting to get to this next role. But yeah. I have all these years in between. And like even if you're in another field or another job where you're in some role that's not where you want to be, it's good to kind of like reflect on it and say, well, look at all the stuff that I am learning. And as you start to move on to new roles, you think, wait a minute, when I was a, for my, you know, for example, me, oh, I remember I had this patient as a med student that's now informing how I'm doing this patient interaction. And like for you, when you get into that provider role, it's like, you'll kind of you're going to come across a problem and think oh well i already handled this when i was working as a nurse now i know what to do right oh okay you know where so it's it's good to kind of like take a tangent and reflect on that time and be like you know i am learning something right now yeah and this is really like valuable time i think a phrase that resonates with me when i hear you talk about that is do not despise the day of small beginnings Mm. because those those changes and those um self-actualizing career that progress Mm. doesn't come without the days where you're a beginner yeah and you're just in those stages of learning and it can be easy when you're not fully satisfied in your job or your career to be like well this is worthless or this is pointless this is a waste of my time right but truly nothing is a waste of our time right. and everything works together for our highest good right at all times right and when you know that nothing no place that you're in is ever an accident right or no role that you're in is ever a waste of time 
because you're constantly being refined for your good. And I love, I have interactions with patients where I'm like, wow, I'm so glad that we had the opportunity to meet because you taught me something that I'm going to be able to use for someone else's healing journey. And whether that's a, a healing tool or a different modality or a way of looking at things or even just a a case you know or a set of issues that i'm seeing you deal with and how we're creating solutions for you you know all of those things are useful right and i this is just funny because i was having a stomach ache (laughs) the other day and um Quinn stopped by my work and I was like, can you look at my stomach? Can you assess me, doctor? Yeah. (laughs) And you gave me a physical exam and I was like, wow, like you're a doctor. Yeah. Like you're, you had doctor hands. I was like, this is legit. This isn't just like a little student being like, oh, like. (laughs) Just like pressing around. Yeah, pressing around (laughs) like how we pretend to know what we're doing in the early days. I'm like, wow, this is someone who like knows what they're looking for and is like has the right amount of touch and like is asking the right questions. I'm like, wow. Yeah. That's incredible. It's it's easy to discredit yourself because like you're living the beginner role when you're there. Like for you, you know, you're getting like this jump in time of like, I was a beginner. You didn't really see me do my beginner, like messing up all the time as a med student. And now all of a sudden I have all these skills, but like I was living in my body that whole time in between. (laughs) So it's really interesting to like, feel yourself know the answer to things yeah. or feel yourself know how to help people because you're like oh wait when did I get here yeah and it's kind of a cool feeling that's so, so rewarding it, it really to is. like have an answer for someone yeah yeah and be like no I'm not guessing on this like I'm very pretty confident right you know and it's like it's a great feeling like right now you know it's it's so interesting for me to be a resident or you know an intern a first-year resident and have medical students and be able to look at them and go what would I have liked to have been told as a med student, Yeah, you know, like taking the time after tough patient interactions where, you know, maybe a patient, um, you know, was having a difficult time telling their story or maybe they had physical barriers to telling their stories or whatever, which would make it difficult as a learner to practice yeah. and kind of reaffirming and reassuring them like, don't worry, that's tough for anybody. You know, you did a great job guiding them to their story. You did a great job helping them overcome their physical limitations to tell their story. Yeah. Which is, I would have loved that affirmation as a student because you you sit there thinking like, I have no idea what I'm doing. You know, I'm making this up. So um, it's been a really cool process. So I feel like both of us have been really growing. You know, we took a break from the podcast, which was good. We've been working on ourselves. We've been growing in our fields. We've been kind of preparing for this next step. Yeah. And now with the podcast, I'm hoping if you're listening to this, it's because you see us on video. I'm yeah. hoping the video works because we're recording video now. We have a nice little microphone set up and we're yeah. in our house that we're renting in Durham. And it's a nice little cozy corner. And uh, we're going to try to be more consistent and really go through and share all of the things that we've been learning it's been a lot of self-growth it's been a lot of work through therapy it's been a lot of for me balancing and growing my self-esteem my self-worth my self-confidence learning how to have a healthy mindset around money and managing money and just knowing that like we're not experts but we've learned a lot and I hope that there's someone out there that can hear what we have to say and get something from it. Yeah. 
you know, we hold ourselves back and think, well, I don't have a degree in all this stuff. And, you know, I'm not a therapist, but Mm -hmm. we've learned a lot of tools and it's like, let's just, let's just put it out there and share the information that we have. And and hopefully someone gets some help from it. I think over the past six months since we moved or seven months, we've done so much growing and taking time off. I mean, truly, because for me, the passion and the energy wasn't there. And I'm a very you know, energetically moved person. Like I have to have, I'm a disciplined person, but I have to feel the energy for something and able to do it. And that corresponds with my human design. If you know what human design is, I'm a human design generator. I'm an emotional generator. That'll be one of the podcasts. Yeah, that'll be another podcast. But if you're interested in like learning about your human design and like what aligns with your purpose of why you're here and what unique role you have here, in this lifetime um it's a really fun and great tool introspective Mm. tool so anyways i just have to be a really emotionally driven person to make a decision i can't just be like confronted with an option and say yes or no i have to like feel it right and then be able to respond with a yes or a no um you needed so to take just time for yourself. The podcast wasn't aligning with right. us. Um, and so now we're back and we've learned so much. Yeah. And we just, I feel like we've had so many things come to pass that we were manifesting and yeah. praying for. Yeah. And um, it's just a great place to be. Yeah. It's a very exciting time. And we just want to bring the full passion that you guys deserve back to the podcast. Yeah. And, um, I have been taking some time off Instagram just because it hasn't been aligning with me energetically lately over the past few months. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I don't know if I will go on. Yeah. We'll see. This might be the new format for us yeah. just to kind of come on and talk and share. Yeah. And, you know, we've met some great people here and through medicine and I'd love to have some people come on the podcast and yeah. talk and share their experiences and, yeah you know, kind of grow it that way. So we, we have a lot of ideas. This is our kind of like first welcome back podcast. And, uh, so we're excited to create more ideas for you guys. You know, I would love to see how it grows and see if people give us feedback and are like, Hey, we want you to talk about this topic or, Oh, I've been struggling with this topic in particular, or this concept or this part of my self-esteem or self-worth or my own self-growth that I'd love for you guys to touch on. And maybe we can dig into those topics and kind of talk about new things and learn something in the process of doing this, you know? So I'm very excited. Me too. Yeah. Is there, I feel like we should end on like a fun question or something. Okay. You have to think of something to ask me. Oh, but then you put me on the spot. A fun question. Okay. What is um, the favorite, your favorite restaurant you've been to since we moved to Durham? I've... You know the answer. So remember we, where we went in Fenton? I, I would say that's our favorite. Oh. Coletta. Yeah. I hope, I'm, I hope that's how you pronounce I it. I can't even remember what the name is. What is the name? It's Coletta. Coletta. Yeah. Yeah. Coletta. It's an Italian place in Cary. It's a shopping area called Fenton. That's really, really nice. The people there are extremely nice. They're really welcoming. We were there for our anniversary and they like messaged me ahead of time and said, Oh, is there something special that you guys like to do together? And I said, Oh, we love to have like spicy margaritas. And they made us like a mix. And then it was a gift for us for our anniversary. Yeah. Which I thought was like really cool. Yeah. So. And then my question for you oh. is, I don't know if you'll be able to answer this. Okay. What one piece of 
clothing are you like obsessed right now? Oh, one piece obsessed of with. clothing. Okay. Mm, I would probably say that new button down that I got from Lululemon. Mm. The what's it? Is it the commission? Yeah. I think it's like the long sleeve commission. It's like the commission button down. Does it have yeah. a pocket here in the chest? It has a pocket. It has yeah. a pocket in the chest. And I yeah. think it was in sale. On it was, sale it was on in sale, the store. yeah. And it's really nice. And it's, it's like a like a um, taupe. Is it taupe? Or like a gravel color? Yeah. Or like, it's, like, it's like a gray green. Right. But Cement. it looks great on you. Uh, yeah. Cement. I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know what color to call that. But we've Quinn and I have been really into the seasonal color analysis lately. Yeah. Or I guess I say... I've been into this. You've shared your love for color analysis. Yeah, because there is like this filter on TikTok of your your season, what season you are. We all have seasons, whether you're spring, summer, or winter, or autumn. And um, we're doing. I'm doing a professional color analysis. Yeah. Tomorrow. tomorrow Yeah. That I'm really excited for because I think I'm a summer. Yeah. You're a summer too. I I think. think so. <clears throat> but we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited. Only time will tell. I'm excited to see what they say. I think just like knowing what colors look best on you is like such a way to show up in the world. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. <clears throat> like whether that's like professionally, just like if you have an interview and you're wearing complimentary colors right? and like makeup and, you know, obviously you can do whatever you want. Like it's not rules to live by. Right. Wear whatever color you want. I'm None just of saying, these are rules to live everyone by. Everyone has colors that are complementary on them, right. which is like undeniable. Like right. it's science. It's, it's like if you've ever put on an outfit and you thought, oh, well, this color looks really good on me. It's like having yeah. a professional stylist tell you these are colors that, you know, like make your right. eyes pop or your skin or your whatever. Right. And especially with like how different people are, you know, me, I'm super pale and like I have different colors that that would work better with me. You know, if yeah. I wear something really dark, I might like. Well, yeah, like that's or... like I when I put gray on versus black. Right. I always go with gray. I right. have so much gray in my closet. Black is too, too dark of a color for me because I don't have the contrast in my features like a like a winter does. Right. And so I just, I usually don't, I can wear black, but I just don't go for it as right. often. Right. And then like yellow, you'll never catch me dead in a yellow. Right. Like never. Not, if you love yellow out there. I'm sorry, but yellow. Nothing to do with you. Not a fan. Heather's not a fan. I, don't, I think that's okay. no one should be wearing yellow. You can love yellow. I just don't think it looks good on anyone. I've never been like, yes, you're killing it in that yellow. I don't it's know. a risky color. It's, it's a very risky bright. color. Yeah, it's very the bright. The shade it's... has to be right. But if That's you're out there like and you're wearing too. yellow and you're killing it, keep it up. Yeah. Don't let us dissuade yeah. you. And also, yeah, we've also been loving the Jurgens self-tan. Yes. Which is not an ad. But upstairs, we have about 10 empty bottles of the Jurgens self-tanning. They reformulated. Yep. You get it at Target. We get it at Target. Yeah. And it's so good. Yeah. And it's so much. It's such an easier way to self-tan because right. you don't have to rinse it off. Right. And it like has a very like faint smell. Like the smell doesn't no, bother great. me at all. Yeah. It's like putting lotion on. It's and just for like someone... putting lotion on and you put lotion on anyway. So right. you might as well put on a self-tan lotion. Right. And for me, someone pale like me, I'm always worried like, oh no, I'm going to have these really like harsh lines or like it's going to be super obvious where the tan ends and where my skin, it blends very well, especially because no, it's, it's, it's a gradual tanner. tanner. There's no like, this really sounds like an ad. It's really not. It's just really good product. And it, there's no like harsh lines where I'm like, oh, that looks really embarrassing. It's like, oh no, this kind of like yeah. settles in. It makes me, you know, 
yeah it's nice it feels nice to take care of yourself so and one other thing that i've been obsessed with lately I don't know how this turned into a podcast about what I'm obsessed with. It's like the branding with a I'm just thing. putting you guys on because I haven't been on Instagram to share things. So I'm like, all the things that I've been wanting to share, yeah. here's my opportunity. Um, what's it called? Mega Microbiome Labs is a um, nutraceutical supplement company, and they have really well-researched products for uh, the gut, for gut health. Um, and they have a product called Zen Biome Cope, and it is a probiotic specifically for anxiety right? because it has a specific bacterial strain that essentially helps your body create serotonin and protect, mm. protects that pathway of serotonin production in the gut. Right. And it also has saffron, which has been very well studied to support mood and b6 and b12 in it and mm. i feel like because i had a little depressive girl era okay. like a few months ago yeah and i have never i have been feeling so good yeah and i really think it's related to that product yeah which like is i really feel better when i take it yeah so shameless plug if that makes yeah. you better especially with the winter right sad girl winter here right in january um it's a great product. So great. Yeah, that's All the right. stuff I can think of off the top of my head. Well, that that's, that's our podcast back. So yeah. we're going to try to hopefully the video recorded. I can't see the camera right now, so I'm hoping it's on there. <laughs> if not, we apologize and we'll try again next week. Yeah. Um, but we're going to try to, you know, make podcasts more regularly. We're not going to try. We are going we to are. be consistent. There you go. I like that. We are being consistent in 2024 so look forward with to newly it. meds podcast episodes let's do it i can't give you a day they're going to be uploaded on right now so yeah. we haven't talked about that yeah. but the engineer are, in the background editing we're going to be consistent yeah needs to work we on definitely it. we have so much to say yeah. we just want to help people and share our yeah. lives with people yeah. and our journey all right all right well thanks for tuning in guys thanks for tuning is that lame to say thanks for tuning in it's only lame if you allow it to be lame. Oh, my God. Ooh, that was deep. Okay. Now it's lame. Oh, All right. All right. You have one more thing? Well, share one more thing. Love is blind. Oh, love is blind. <laughs> That's a, no, we can't go into that. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> Watch obsessed. Love is Blind Sweden. We're on it's, Love is Blind uh, Sweden. I've watched every iteration except for the Japan one. The, the, was that? Yes. Was we, that? I just thought it was like it was so mild. I was were, like, I couldn't get into too, it. We were we watched reality TV for it to be messy, and they were it just not so messy. nice to each other. Yeah. And as like you know Americans, I'm like, you know, I need to see some. I need to see someone some needs arguing. to punch someone. No. Yeah, right, right. Which like <laughs> that's pretty bad. Of and me also, to say smothered that. on HBO oh, on yeah. smothered, smothered on Max is really good. It's about like mother daughter relationships that are really too close. Also been loving that lately we watch a lot of tv and we have zero shame about it no yeah all All right right, guys there we go this is the end to cue the outro yeah the the outro is playing right now bye everybody bye